Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. Um, so we were going towards the cabin that Aspen as the eagle spotted for us earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was just cherry-picking people off with his bow and arrow, having a good old time. And then uh, Baron sparked a fight that got the guy off the roof. And then we inspected the cabin, found nothing of value. And then uh, we decided to go deeper. It was essentially place. something that he had just kind of built in preparation for Midsummer Madness. Yeah. It was like he was tailgating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so as we progressed through the woods, I got a bad feeling. Baron didn't catch on, I think, until quite late. Yeah. And I'm then, still reflecting on the fighting. That's true. <laughs> and we ran into some walls that were conveniently placed in front of paths that we just walked around, because why not? Uh, <laughs> some dwarven runes appeared later. It was go back. And we're like, yeah, well, this is kind of a path, though. Yeah. So <laughs> we don't really want to have to go here. this Keep way. Keep doing it. All right, we're not going to that pet credits roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we met Yorn. Yeah, he just wanted us to respect the respect, respect his place. Yeah. As a sign of penitence. Right. We, uh, we paid we demanded that one of the party brawl. <laughs> Heroes not included. He said his name was Yorn. Yorn. For 26 history or arcana. Yeah, you've heard the name. Okay. You've definitely heard the name. So like as a like a, a fairy tale or a... In the stories that you've heard, Yorn was the name given to one of the first werebearers. He's considered one of the lords of the bearers. You suspect that Baron is getting ready to engage in fisticuffs with a lesser power. So, you know, no pressure. No pressure. I'm just trying to decide if my if, if I would take my armor off. Uh, the only thing he has on is fur. Mm-hmm. My guess is he has some natural armor protection. So, yeah, I pray, I pray for Mordens to shield me from this horrible pain. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I cast Shield of Fate. Mm. Which That's... just gives me a plus two to AC. But I'm dropping my shield, probably, right? Mm. Yeah. So... So it's just the shield. So yeah, so it'd be back to twenty-three. Mm-hmm. Shield of faith. Okay. And I say, um, it is accepted. Your friends will not intervene. You'll find that they're good at following the rules. I think. <laughs> I look away. <laughs> not sure who follows the rules there. And then I'm guessing uh, is that like a yield? A. Uh... He says, the first. To ask for yield. The first to submit loses. Okay. This is not to the death. And he looks at you and he says, I shall not kill you. By Morden's name, I will respect the terms. Alright. Roll initiative. 16 plus 1? 17? 17? That's a lot higher than you normally do. Mm-hmm. 
All right, well, Yorn gets first go. He's going to swing his huge paws at you. And the first swing hits. And the second swing hits. Is he just really big medium, or is he's, he full on large? Yeah, he's a big medium. Okay. Really big medium. Okay. Like at the line between... Wherever that large. threshold yeah, is. Wherever like that threshold okay. is, he's scraping the top of it. And in terms of damage, you take a combined damage of 27 points of bludgeoning. That hurt. From the two hits. 27? Yep. I'm not going to lie, that hurt. <laughs> I roll with the second hit. Okay. And I do a fainting attack. This is just fist to fist, right? So I'm not going to do near as much damage as he is. Ooh, natural 20. That's good. Hey! So that's two automatically okay. instead of a one, right? Because it's double yeah. damage. Two plus my strength modifier, I guess. Mm-hmm. However, divine strike. At eighth level, you gain the ability to infuse your weapon strikes with fiery power. Does that include a punch? Normally, no, because it says weapon attack. Mm-hmm. But in this context and in this moment... Only mm-hmm. will I allow it. Yeah. For this fight alone. So 7 plus 4, 11. 11, all right. And then, since that's my attack, I guess I attack again. Is it 24 to hit? hit. So I punch again. That time it's just going to be 6 points of damage. And then I'll just, uh, I guess I'll just use my thing to do a, a final attack. Uh, 28 for a hit. Hit. For 6 more points of damage. Yeah, so I just went punch, duck, punch, and then punch, punch. Nice. All right, his turn. Hit. Hit. And he does a total of 30 points oh this time. Bludgeoning. This guy's so tough. All right, this time, um, after he hits me, I roll around, <laughs> and I just leap up and try to grapple from behind. Yeah, let's have a grapple fight. Let's this see who's stronger. All right. What are you gonna do? Is it my athletics against his athletics? Yeah, it's it's a, a post check. Twenty five. Yeah, he he doesn't make it. You beat him. I jumped up and I just grabbed him. I guess you grabbed him around the neck, maybe because yeah. he's so big. Yeah. Ugh. And then I just right. try. To, I guess I try to do some sort of uh, choking hold. We're just gonna kind of go into wrestling now. You're gonna. You're, well, since you're successful in, in grappled, he's officially grappled. He mm-hmm. has taken on officially that condition. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, you grab a hold of him, and you kind of, like, you know... He's, like, swinging me around all over the place. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I think he's going to have a difficult time hitting you, but we shall see. Miss. Miss. So you see these, these huge paws kind of come up. <laughs> and you kind of move out of the way there, and you kind of move out of the way there. And was it the, is the same athletic check to try to go to restrain? Mm-hmm. All right. You just got to beat him, because he's going to try and shake you off, and you're going to try and restrain So he backs up a bit to a tree, and with my back feet, I just kick off the tree as hard as I can. Forward. I imagine restraint in this case might mean maybe like a chokehold or yeah, something. Yeah, this is the time to try to use my inspiration. Let me stop that rolling. Mm-hmm. Better. 22. Wow. Okay, you guys tie. Okay. So, you know my standing house rule, tight goes to the player. Okay. So yeah, kicking off the tree, I'm basically trying to get him off balance. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you, you succeed in getting him off balance. So I'm going to say you have him restrained around the neck, which means you are essentially in a, like a chokehold somehow. Okay. And I yelled something about, 
It sure doesn't feel like you're not using weapons. <laughs> you hit like a hammer. He kind of gives this deep chuckle. So now he's rolling a disadvantage in an attempt to hit you. And misses. And misses. Okay. What do you, how would you roll the choking out things? Just like continue to try to keep this restrained condition going for a certain amount of time? Yeah. Okay. But I don't have an advantage to a restrained check. I've got an advantage to... Attack rolls. Attack rolls. Yeah. Keeping him restrained is just a matter of beating him on whenever he's attempted to... He's got to keep trying to get out, out of it, right? Yeah. So, okay, I guess I'll... Yeah, I will try to... I'll just do some sort of, like, elbow on the head. Yeah, or box him in the ears or something. Yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, complimenting, he's like, Oh my god, you're enormous! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we'll do a, um... Your feisty. <laughs> a big distracting... A distracting strike. Okay. Ooh, that's good. Uh, like 26. Yeah, that's a hit. We'll add this to it, so that will be 5 plus 7, 12, and then I guess I just have one more attack. Okay. For 22. Hit. And that doesn't come in, that's 6 points of damage. Okay. Just kind of go. And then continuing to try to hold him. He uh, goes down on one knee. I go, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. And he says, I yield. And I instantly let go. Okay. Could you help me find my teeth? <laughs> <laughs> he turns around and you see he has like a satchel that you didn't really notice because it's kind of buried under the fur. And he kind of opens up the satchel pack and he pulls out this sort of teardrop shaped bottle. And you see there is some clear liquid in it. And he hands it to you and he says, this will restore you. Oh, like, uh, like I should drink this? I drink it. Okay, yeah, it tastes like tree sap. Tangy. But, it, but it's not thick, mm-hmm. you know, like sap. But it just kind of tastes a little bit, you know, like pine. A little juniper-y? Yeah, a little, a little pine, a little juniper you know, whatever. It tastes a little, bit, a little bit like that and goes down and your hit points are fully restored. Ooh. He says, you have fought well. You are a tough opponent. He kind of looks up towards the canopy, and he kind of goes, Come. And he turns, and he starts walking down the path. I put my helmet back on, and I start walking down the path. You make your way down this path. Before I forget, I go, come here! <laughs> hammer. <laughs> oh, that was a good hit! I'm, it might be soup for many, many meals. <laughs> He walks you down the path for a ways, and you see that uh, it's not so much of a clearing as in the trees part, you know, and you can see the sky above, but you see a part of the forest where the trees are larger and the canopy greater, so there's more space between the trees, and you see this huge log cabin. He walks you directly towards this huge log cabin, and as you make your way in to this cabin, you see pelts hanging on the wall. You see what looks like uh, some carpentry tools in a corner. See he has a big fire pit in the middle, a big bed. You see elk and deer having been dressed, hanging, curing from the rafters. And everything is kind of his size. So it's not like when you guys were, the other characters were going up against giants, right? Mm. Where it's like, clearly. But... Everything is just, just big enough to be uncomfortable. Big enough that it's just kind of slightly awkward, a gotcha. little, you know, for your, your dwarven stature. <laughs> he says, Come, rest. You may eat. 
I will gather the token. Uh, I sit down and grab some food to eat. Mm. He has made a uh, venison stew. Mm. Perfect. Uh, it has a hint of pepper and garlic. I work to keep my beard hair out of the soup bowl. And a hint of pine. It's quite tasty. He comes back with, it looks like a, a blue crystal almost. But it's completely smooth, it's not faceted. In the shape of a teardrop. And he walks up to you, Baron, and he says, This is your token. Present it to the wolf guards. They will allow you pass. For I name you friend of Yorn. That's good. It's good to be friend of Yorn. That's good, yes. Yeah. Nice job there. Stay now and rest, mortals. And he kind of looks up. Almost like he's looking at the ceiling, but he's looking through it, and he mm-hmm. says, The gates of the moon will open come nightfall. Yeah, I guess I just sit and eat a little bit more, relax a bit. I'm not going to try anything <laughs> funny with him around. No. <laughs> <laughs> I try to spark a conversation with him. Yeah, go ahead. You see, as he's walking, he turns from looking very bare to very human. Mm-hmm. Still hairy, and didn't shrink in any kind of size whatsoever. Yeah. Just became less animalistic? Yeah, less animalistic. I ask him, um, do many of the the fighting type out there slaughtering away ever venture into these woods? Mm, No. They are wiser than you. (laughs) I I assure you, we didn't come here looking for trouble. (laughs) This is if you had come looking for trouble, I would have brought it. Good. I'm glad I'm glad we've tried to maintain some sort of diplomacy. <laughs> you have paid penance. There is no wrong here. I say, uh, we are going to Saloon ultimately to seek passage to Tamora. Mm. Then you need not bother the Lady of Moonlight. Do we not have to pass through her house the same way we had to pass through yours? Yes. You will need to pass through to the Glow Marsh, but you have no reason to go to Argental. If Saloon wishes to favor you, she will find you, or the Shards. If you're enjoying this Heroes Not Included episode, you can follow us on Twitter at HNI underscore podcast for the latest news and show updates. Also, please consider becoming a patron. Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcasts, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. The shards? I think. We <laughs> <laughs> you know you rock. Uh, maybe not much here. Twelve? Twelve. Shards. You know that is a name for a group of celestial beings that serve Saloon. That's all you know. Okay. Before. She or, or one of her emissaries will come. I say, uh, can you offer any advice on the respectful way to pass through... Her realm? Do as the guards bid you, and know that the nectar isn't for you. Sounds important. 
Thank you. And I go to eating uh, okay. meat. It's quite good. It's quite good. He sits down in a chair near the fire, and he pulls out a fairly larger bowl. You guys are kind of eating out of his, like, his coffee cups or his tea <laughs> cups or something. <laughs> oh, this is tasty. <laughs> I usually just put up. shrimp dip in that. <laughs> it's espresso. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> It's good eats. It's good eats, and it's warm in here. And there is something old and wise and comforting about Yorn's presence. You can't help but just feel secure. In that we're in his good graces. Would I know why Yorn's here? Um, that would... You could give me a history check. Thirteen. No. Mine I go... History? I got a theory that he's a warden of sorts. 20. 20. 14 plus 6. Yeah, he's definitely a warden. Mm-hmm. I guess I awkwardly keep uh, conversation going where I okay. say, um, yeah. it seems to me you do well protecting these woods. Mm. What is the greatest threat? The greatest threat is ignorance. <laughs> I don't think he wants to talk about it. <laughs> he reaches over and he grabs a clay pot. He says, here. This will give you strength for your journey. Take some. And he kind of holds it in front of each of you. I take some. We recognize it as that sweet, sweet yak. No! We don't know where to be it tomorrow. It smells sweet and it's incredibly sticky. To the touch. It's like you put your hand in a... In a honey? Yeah, it's honey. I am about it. I am 100% about this. Yeah, you pull your hand out, and it's just covered in honey. <laughs> um, I, pull a, I pull a vial <clears throat> out of my... I'm pretty sure I brought some vials. You have brought vials. I have a barrel. That seems a little presumptuous. <laughs> <laughs> a small barrel. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Um, he says, Why do you seek Timora? It's a long story, but it will help pass the night. <laughs> in the prime, and I look at these two like, okay, so mm-hmm. in the prime, mm. where we're from, I think. Which is that? That which we're from. I know. I know ignorance is a problem here, but please <laughs> forgive. <laughs> please forgive me. What's your biggest problem? Ignorance. So let me display mine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> With, with your forgiveness, uh, the realm which we're from, there was a great temple to Timora, and it was stolen. Mmm, who stole it? I believe that it was Asmodeus. Again, I'll keep, keep looking back to Erock. Erock's not. Asmodeus. <laughs> he looks at you, and you see he, some of the color leaves his face, and he says, Oh. The temple is lost, then. We will try to get it back, and we believe that if there was one to ally with us in in achieving it, it would be that which was most offended by the theft of this temple. temple. Mm. And I'll let him do the math on it. Osmodeus, the lord of Nessus, he is not one to be trifled with. I doubt very much... Timora will wish to anger him. 
And you don't think he'll offer us a fair fight as I massage my jaw? (laughs) (laughs) It will be legal. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) I ponder that. Whether it is fair. And he shrugs. I believe legal, legal speech can be as filthy as strong manacles. <laughs> he puts his nose in the air again and he says, It is time. Continue following the trail. Give the token to the guards when you see them and pay heed to their instruction. This is, this is all very easy for me to process. <laughs> he says, he says, Go to superiors and follow the rules. <laughs> I believe Saloon will delight in her gift. Ooh. For it was artfully done. Well, let's head on over. Um, yeah, I bow again. Yep. Take a handful of honey. Okay. <laughs> I thank him. Thanks! <laughs> it's kind of sticky, and you're not sure how you're going to get it all the way off. Yeah. But it does taste good, and you do kind of feel that little, you know, B12 sugar <laughs> <Yeah>. rush. <laughs> good bee right. pollen in there. Mm. Yeah. A little energy. This is what ails me. Now energy we won't rush. get allergies on this plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah my nose is clearing up. Woo! <laughs> all right. I'm glad we didn't piss that guy off. Yeah, good good job. Yeah, and you notice that as you take a few steps down the trail away from the cabin, that the cabin just seems to not be there. Hey, let me go back and grab... Mm. (laughs) Hmm. Whoops. I left my hat. Yeah. (laughs) My sunglasses. Well, it's his now. (laughs) All right, you you continue along the trail, and it's hard to see the trail. In fact, it's quite a challenge because uh, the moon has yet to come out, but it is quite dark in the forest. And particularly care to stay on the trail. Make sure you're following the trail. You just keep a close eye on it until you notice that it seems as though the moon is rising. This is the first time since being on this plane that it feels like the moon's actually rising. Huh. What and is it rotating around? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> and as it kind of rises, you can see the moonlight begin to peek through the trees, stream through the trees. And as you continue along the path, it streams through the trees more and more. It's so pretty. It's quite pretty. Until you see the the path kind of begins to give way, kind of shifting and morphing. <laughs> I think that honey's kicking in. <laughs> Just ride it, man. Just we can ride make it, it through. <laughs> the You're path shifts sleep. and morphs, and you notice that all of the trees surrounding you and the paths around you seem to slowly become made out of moonlight. And you see that it looks, you know, literally like someone just sculpted the same environment you were in, only it's out of moonlight. Mm-hmm. But you see that it slowly begins to take on solidity until finally the trees turn to pearlescence and blues and grays and silvers. Still the same shape, still the same look, but now they have those colors and those looks to them. And you see the ground goes from being moonlight to being earthen. Mossy. Very twilighty here? Yes, very. It's as though you've walked into perpetual twilight. As you're kind of walking along, you're just kind of in awe, right? And occasionally through the, through the sky, you see little droplets of moonlight just kind of float. Kind of like you know how uh, in the Disney opening placards, mm. Tinkerbell flies through, mm. right? And you see kind of the sparks fly behind her. 
I let my defenses down, and I kind of just gape. Yeah, it's everything. Blues, silvers, pearlescences, grays, blacks, hues of dusk and twilight. And just as you kind of let your guard down, and you're like, this is incredibly beautiful, you mm-hmm. see two werewolves literally walk right out of the trees. <laughs> and they just kind of walk out, and you see they kind of bend over a little bit, and the hair kind of raises on the, on the nape. And one of them looks at you and says, How come you? By way of yarn, show us your token. Oh, no. <laughs> bear! Gosh darn it. <laughs> no, this is really embarrassing. It's in there. I'm sure it's okay. in there. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Just think about <laughs> One it. One second, guys. <laughs> no, I, re- I reach in and I, I pull out... Uh, one of my favorite little pieces of cloth and unwrap it and say, this? He stretches out his huge paw, his clawed paw. I lean back and I put it in the paw. (laughs) He kind of reaches his paw up around it and looks at you and he says, the nectar isn't for you. Never heard that before. And always give deference and honor to the moon dust. I nod and bow. Where do you seek to go? We seek audience with Time Morrow. We are traveling through the Glow Marsh. Continue on your path. And don't drink the nectar. The nectar isn't for you. Okay. I go, what do you mean by respect the moon dust? Just so that we respect it properly. Yeah, that's a good idea, Iraq. <laughs> I yeah. he kind of cocks his head at you, like, really? <laughs> and he he says, first time, first yeah. time. <laughs> he points, and you see some of this sort of looks like moonlight in the form of dust kind of float through the air. And he says, Saloon. Okay. Got respect it. Saloon. Right. Understood. Understood. Thank you. Are they barring her path? They were. Okay. They now kind of step aside. They walk and past. Sniff at you as you walk by. So I walk by. I say, uh, "Good, good, um, good night, good dog." I guess. Good doggy. Who's <laughs> a good boy? Stop it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it's not respecting. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So you make your way past that, and you're going to stay on the path. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no desires. You see, as you're walking along the path, you see a variety of other lycanthropes. But you also see of some strange-looking elves. Um, they look almost like the platonic ideal yeah. of elves. But they have a pearlescent appearance. They're pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see occasionally these sort of dancing lights, almost like Willow of the Wisps, but it's clearly moonlight, mm-hmm. and it kind of dances through the trees. You'll see it skip across the pond that you're passing. Off beyond a low hill rise, you see, almost floating, you see this incredibly ornate Art Nouveau palace that looks to be made of silver and moonlight, way off in the distance. Uh, You're not sure how long has passed. You seem to be walking for a great deal of time. You do notice, though, that occasionally you pass um, these 
flowers that seem to be made of moonlight. And you see, just at the lip of the petal, you see a little clear drop. Ooh, I wonder what it tastes like. No. Huh? Mm. I bet it's like honey something. Nectar. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. No? No, walk past. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. You continue to make your way through until you see this very large woman. Long, flowing blue hair and pearly white skin that shines like the moon reflecting the sun. Like 12 feet tall? Oh, no. Hmm. Big. Okay. Big. In fact, it kind of reminds you, Baron, of someone who might have made a boat for you. Okay. <laughs> and she comes flying down with these huge wings. Oh, I <laughs> turn into a giant woman, giant woman. And, and she kind of sets down lightly in front of you. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find all our episodes on Podbean and on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today using your favorite podcast app. Also, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroes not included. And finally... Our podcast is supported by Josh Heddle, Allison McManus, Shane Fetters, Jake McNinch, Amy Trout, and Matt Mitten, along with all our awesome patrons. To become a patron and gain access to our special patron-only podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next time, be the hero. 